Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Today on Legally Us, Beyonce fires back at the IRS. The DHS is sued for Prince Harry's immigration records. And Allison Hoker is granted half of Twitch's estate. We've got that plus so much more on today's Legally Us. Welcome to Legally Us. I'm Christina. That's, of course, Nima Romani, president and CEO of West Coast Trial Lawyers. Hi, Nima. How are you? Hi, Christina. Everything's great. How's it going? Good, good. Lots of big stories this week, um, including Beyonce. We don't really talk about her too much in legal news, but she is disputing a hefty tax bill that adds up to nearly $2.7 million. So according to court documents obtained by Us Weekly, the singer filed a petition earlier this month to challenge the IRS's claims that she owes, like I said, $2.7 million in taxes from 2018 to 2019. So one of these itemized numbers on the bill is almost $870,000 representing money that Beyonce donated to charity. So as we know, they, she and Jay-Z are one of the wealthiest power couples in the world with a reported combined net worth of over $3 billion. So despite their excessive earnings, Forbes estimates that Beyonce his net worth is about $650 million, while Jay-Z is about $2.5 billion. So when someone challenges the IRS like this, do they usually have a good case on their hands? Potentially. Mm-hmm. And this is common for the IRS. They don't have time to audit and go after everyone. So sometimes they'll make a case out of celebrities, hoping that it'll send a message to others who may want to fudge on their taxes. Now, I'm not saying that's what Beyonce did. And her and Jay-Z are well known to make lots of charitable contributions. Um, Our kids go to the same school, Beyonce. I'll see you at the gala this weekend. So if she really did make these contributions and the IRS missed it, she may have a good case here. Got it. So like I said, so it's possible that this could just be an oversight on her part? Well, it could be, or there could be a disagreement into Mm -hmm. what is a qualified charitable deduction and what isn't. Of course, there's three levels in these types of cases. The worst, of course, is a criminal prosecution, and we're nowhere near that, or even a civil case. But we're really at step one, which is just an administrative case. So this is something that's handled by an immigration, excuse me, an administrative judge, which is another type of uh, administrative judge. So this is a tax judge and tax court. And we'll see if the case settles before then, because still we're talking about less than 1% of Beyonce's net worth combined with Jay-Z, of course. So assuming that this can be resolved, it'll go away. But if not, it'll be up to a tax judge and an administrative law judge to determine whether these were proper charitable deductions or not. And if not, then she'll have to pay the amount plus some sort of administrative penalty, usually equivalent to about 20% of the amount that wasn't properly paid. Got it. So it could be that she thought this was a proper charitable donation and the IRS maybe have thought otherwise. 
Exactly. And sometimes at the very sort of high wage earners, some of these deductions kind of taper off. You can't get unlimited deductions. So we'll see if that's the issue we're dealing with or just basically a disagreement of whether something's an appropriate deduction or not. I'm sure this will all be worked out. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So moving on to a story we actually talked about a few weeks back. So a new lawsuit is demanding that the Department of Homeland Security release Prince Harry's immigration records, citing suspicions that the Biden administration allowed him to enter the U.S. despite his admission of illegal drug use, a factor that would usually be enough to deny other people entry. So the suit was filed filed by the Heritage Foundation, which argues that the DHS has failed to comply with previous requests for documents related to the agency's decision to let Prince Harry stay in the country. So the F- Freedom of Information Act requests were made following the release of Spare, Prince Harry's book, in which he admitted to using cocaine, psychedelics, and marijuana. So we did talk about this a few weeks back. So what does this new lawsuit mean? And is there any chance that Harry could be in trouble? Well, there is a chance that Harry's in trouble, but the lawsuit doesn't have a whole lot of merit. So the Heritage Foundation is a conservative organization. They're upset that Prince Harry was granted some sort of special status. So the issue they're going to deal with, and you know, we've talked about court documents, now there's a presumption that they're public. That presumption does not apply to the Department of Homeland Security or immigration files. Those are not public documents. So it's going to be very tough for the Heritage Foundation to win this case and get the type of access that they want. Right. And so the DHS really can't be forced to release these documents. They can't. Now, on the merits, generally, when someone admits to using drugs, they don't have to be convicted. That is a bar for them to be admitted to the United States. And it doesn't matter whether Prince Harry's on, you know, a tourist visa or some sort of family visa, a diplomatic visa. You know, this is generally going to be a bar. Now, that being said, does the DHS go after people who are in the United States after they've gotten a visa? Usually not, unless there's an arrest or some sort of reason to put them back in immigration proceedings. So even though theoretically this should have prevented Prince Harry from being in the United States, practically speaking, this isn't the type of thing that's enforced when someone's actually here. Right. And considering the fact that Spare was written while he was here as well, does that um, factor in anything too? Yes, he's admitted to you know drug use in the past but not so much as he as he did in spare. And he wrote that while he was here. Yeah, he wrote that while he was here. And I think mm-hmm. he did admit to using it when he was young, as early mm-hmm. as 17 years old. So it, it may have covered the time period before he arrived. That being said, there's also you know one way that you can get around drug use or even a drug conviction. If a medical doctor says that your drug addiction is in remission, you've been rehabilitated. Basically, a doctor has to say you're no longer an addict. Um, So again, we don't know if a doctor Mm -hmm. did that in this case or even went that far. But that may be one exception to this whole drug use uh, normal bar from admission. Very interesting. All right. Moving on to Allison Holker. She has been granted half of her late husband, Stephen Twitch Boss's estate. So she petitioned the court in February for the rights of her late spouse's artistic earnings after he died by suicide um, last December. And he did this without leaving a will. So a judge from the Superior Court of California signed off on her request after she proved that she was, in fact, married to him at the time of his death. So she was granted her property passing rights. But the filing pointed out that no administration of the estate is necessary. So she asked the judge to be awarded half of all of his current and future earnings as he is owed as he owned nothing of value when they originally got married. So she further claimed that all existing assets were acquired during their marriage by virtue of their work, skills and efforts of all parties. 
that there was no written agreements between the, the two of them and um, that he had numerous projects and he performed, of course, as a dancer, choreographer, actor, producer, which resulted in rights of loyalties. And that should be partially allotted to her and her children. So why did Allison have to file this petition to the court to prove that she was married to him? So we're in California, which is a community property state. So that means when someone passes away, they can only devise or give away one half of their interest. The other half goes to their spouse who still lives. So what we're talking about here is an estate. Half of it goes to Allison automatically. That's her one half community property share. And the other half could potentially be given away either through a will or a trust, but that's not what happened here. Mm -hmm. So assuming there's no devise either during the time period someone's alive or upon death through some sort of instrument, the other one half also goes to the surviving spouse. So that's what we're dealing with. Allison wants the whole, and it sounds like she's going to be entitled to it. Okay. So now, now she has the entire estate, correct? Yes, exactly. Because none of it was given away during life or upon the passing. Right. It seems like, you know, everything within her family, you know, it seems um, everybody seems to be getting along. So but since he died without a will, if other members of his family wanted a piece of the estate or, you know, hypothetically speaking, other situations, how would that get divided? And would that have to go to court? Yeah, then we would see a will contest, right? Someone would come in, they'd file a petition in probate court because they would want one half of the decedents as that non-community property share. So obviously we've talked about it, you know, in the Presley case and other cases where we see these kind of will contests or people will come in, family members that'll want a piece. Doesn't seem like that's what's happening here. There's a statutory period where you have to file that motion or that petition. And if not, everything will go to the living heirs, which will be the wife in this case. And the kids. And so is it up to Allison now how she wants to distribute the royalties and other monetary items to other family members and her kids? Exactly. She's going to be the sole heir. She's going to get everything. So obviously she's the only one here. So she's going to get 100% of the entire estate. And of course, once she has that, it's up to her to decide what to do with it as she wishes. Such a sad story. All right. Well, Nima, thank you so much for your expertise as always. Thanks as always, Christina. I'll see you next week. See you next week.